I'm going to talk just a little bit more about what I, I said here very loudly in the microphone. Um, but uh, it's about your faith. It's about that mustard seed. And we can see here, Trevor talked a little bit about it on Sunday. And uh, I'm going to flow maybe slightly different from what I had in my notes here. But he talked about it on Sunday when he said, Why take ye any thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the valley, how they grow, how they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Jesus, in his Sermon on the Mount, challenged the people. And he said, hey, if I take care of these things, won't I take care of you, O you of little faith? We see that in Matthew 6.30, Matthew 8.26, Matthew 14.31, Matthew 16, verse 8. He challenges them again on their faith. Time and again, Jesus was frustrated, and he shook his head, and he wondered at their faith. Now, I'm not coming to make you feel bad about your trust in God. I'm not here to rebuke you and make you leave with your head hanging. Jesus, when he would come into those situations, he, would, he was speaking a word of encouragement. I'll, I'll take care of you, oh, you of little faith. Now, I reflected on this passage a little bit because the lily of the valley, it, the sun comes out, it's here for a day, and it's gone tomorrow. He takes care of the wildlife. He gives them food, but yet sometimes they go through a winter storm. And you're like, well, Jesus, you didn't write about that. Let me tell you, God is saying, I got you, even when there's trouble. I've got you. Even when our lives are short and nobody will remember us, God remembers us for eternity. Even when you're in the middle of the struggle, he didn't walk away and say, oh, I forgot to feed them. He's got you. And so he's, he challenges them on their faith. And Oh, you of little faith. That's why I like that repeatedly he uses the mustard seed as an object lesson. He uses it when he's talking in Matthew chapter 13, I believe, um, if I have that right. But, um, but he talks to them about the kingdom of heaven is like, uh, being like a mustard seed and, and, and how it's going to grow. And it says, uh, the kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in a field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it was grown, it was the greatest among all herbs and becometh a tree. He goes on from there and he talks about the kingdom being like leaven and, and, and how the leaven, when it goes into 60 pounds of flour, how it gets in everything. What was he telling us there? He's saying, it might look small to you, but your faith might look small to you. And he turns around and says, oh, ye have little faith. And then he says, but the kingdom of heaven is like a small thing. But when it gets in there, it's going to change everything. Oh, you stand out there in the middle of your school and in your job and in this nasty world. And you think you look small. 
And what you got you think looks small. But when you get Jesus into it, it changes everything. Oh, give it just a little bit of time. That mustard seed needs to grow. That leaven needs to spread. But don't give up on it. Because you're going to miss out on being a part of the greatness. Because the kingdom of God is unstoppable. So he goes on in Matthew chapter 17. Is what I referenced when Jesus came down the mountain. And when you read the book of Matthew, you'll see that Jesus in so many ways paralleled Moses. And Moses back in Exodus chapter uh, 32 had come down the mountain. And when he came down the mountain, he had the Ten Commandments. And just as Jesus glowed on the mountain, Moses being in the presence of Almighty God glowed. That's why angels glow. And so he came down the mountain. And he encountered a people that had said, hey, he's gone. Where's God at? You could see him working on the mountain. He wasn't out of eye shot. It was a cloud. It wasn't maybe what they wanted it to be like. But he was there. And in the shadow of the mountain, they took all the blessings that God had given them and they began to worship them. And they made them into a statue and said, these things brought us out of Egypt. Do you know what happened in that moment? Not only were they worshiping a false god, they had disconnected from God. They no longer had faith in God. Because your faith is in what you worship. Your trust is in what you worship. And when you have elevated something above God, you're saying, this is my source of joy. This is what I need. And and so when Jesus came down the mountain, he discovered that this stiff-necked generation had once again tried to solve life without him. And so he came down, and he saw them. And it's his disciples. And they're still face to face with him. And and they still see him. But they were trying to do it without him. And when he saw it, it's almost like Jesus was echoing Moses coming down the mountain. And he doesn't spend a whole lot of time describing in Matthew all about the healing or the deliverance. Instead, it focuses on, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? And then he delivers him. And then he goes on and he tells him. He says, they ask him, why couldn't we cast him out? And he says, because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Oh, it's that little bit of faith. And I just want to encourage you tonight. Because if you don't have mustard seed faith, you don't have faith at all. And I know every one of you in this place has mustard seed faith. Sometimes you've heard these messages and you'll hear some again that take a take on it and you'll be like, oh, I got my mustard seed now. I got the courage to get the mustard seed. I'm telling you, it, it, 
It's the tiniest amount. What Jesus was doing, he was drawing a contrast. He's saying, if you have a pinhole of faith, come on. You, you, disciples, I'm right here. And I'm the source of what you need. You see, that man came to Jesus. And he, Joey, he was expecting, he was expecting that you would have what he needed. But you, not you, but the disciples had disconnected from the supply. That's as if you went to the gas station and the hose was clipped off. And you stood around with your nozzle and somebody said, oh, can you help me? And you said, sure, I can help you. But you're not tied to the fuel pump. You don't have the oil field behind you. But when you're connected into Jesus, when you spend some time in prayer and you get a hold of him, then you can say, devil, I've got authority from Jesus Christ. Get thee hence behind me, Satan. And you can begin to pray. And you begin, can begin to see God do a work. Mustard seed faith. Mustard seed faith. If you would just have the tiniest bit of faith, you could say to this mountain, be removed. We could go ahead and stand to our feet. R.T. France says faith is not a measurable commodity, but a relationship. And what achieves results through prayer is not a superior quantity of faith, but the unlimited power of God on which faith, any faith, can draw. And so Joey and Sister Nancy, Sister Nancy, I don't want you to stop praying, okay? Sister Nancy might pray 12 hours today, and Joey, you may be in a spot, and all you can do is whisper Jesus. But you know what you're tapped into? The same supply that Sister Nancy's tapped into. All you may be able to do is just put your hand on your head and say, I can't make it. And you weren't even hardly able to whisper Jesus. But in your mind, you're thinking towards heaven. And Jesus reaches down because you're tapped into the same thing as the Apostle Paul, as the Apostle Peter. Oh, and let me encourage you. When you look at the writings of the Apostle Paul on the cross, about the cross, you'll see that what appears like is after he came through great depression, that he saw Jesus at his greatest. And I don't know what you're going through or where you're at. But there's nothing that stands between us and God that can keep God from us. And I know that He's got us. And I know He's going to see us all the way through. And I know we're not just making it along, but we're His ambassadors here. And I know that as long as we stay tapped into Him, that nothing is impossible with God. And I know that we're going to see our world changed. And I know that there's victory around the corner for you. And I know that God's hope is hope that isn't going to be deferred, but that you're going to see complete. And everything that you've desired in Him that lines up with Him is going to happen. So could we lift our hands towards heaven one more time and say, Jesus, help my unbelief. I'm reaching back into you right now, and I'm trusting you. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Oh, here's my faith, Jesus. It may not look like much. Oh, but God, I'm grabbing a hold of that mustard seed. And I'm planting it in you. Oh, hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus.
You are holy, O oh God. And you've got me. And you've got my family. And you've got my situation. Hallelujah. Go ahead, say Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you. Reach into Jesus. And when you can understand that when all you can do is whisper Jesus, the devils of hell cannot overcome you because you're tapped into the source and he's an unlimited supply. God bless you. We'll see you here on Sunday.